that's a skill. Like to me, yeah. Yeah. when I look at a spreadsheet or a tax return, yes. Yes. it tells me a story. I can see that story, right? Just the way a therapist who looks at their patient probably sees mm -hmm. a story mm -hmm. and can understand that story and knows, oh, this is this story and it they all blend together, right? You, get, you know what's going on mm -hmm. quick. I just happen to see money stories in, in numbers. That's all. Not everyone sees that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You, you have to look at yourself and say, what are my skill sets? What am I great at? And if it's not something you're great at, either you're going to have to figure it out and learn it or put somebody on your team to help you mm -hmm. with it. But you can't ignore things. I learned a lot from my guest this week, uh, Rocky Lalvani from Profit Answer Man podcast and his webpage, profitcomesfirst.com. There were, there were a lot of things in here that were eye-opening. For example, if you know anything about financial documents, those financial documents, uh, he, he says they, they were not made for you. They were made for you know, um, the tax man or other people, uh, the system that you might be using, your profit and loss statement, your revenue, your income statement, and, and those other things, uh, they might not be your best source of information for making day-to-day -day business decisions. And he explained how the Profit First system helps the practice owner uh, look at the real numbers of their business to make business decisions for themselves. He also said that the numbers tell a story. I love, I love that illustration. The numbers tell a story. Just how you can look at somebody's symptoms and behavior and problems and some of their, you know, the things they check off on their list and what they come in for. And you can kind of fill in the gaps about the story of their life and how they get there and how you can help them the best. Rocky does the same thing with with numbers. It's the, it's actually pretty cool. You can look at the the numbers and see what that what that story tells you and how to fix some of the bottlenecks that are common when you have those problems. It was it was a pretty fascinating discussion about uh about knowing your numbers and how the numbers tell a story. So if you're interested in finances, if you're interested in why you should take profit first, give this episode a listen and uh, see what Rocky has to say about making your business profit. Psych Maven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice podcast. And if you are someone looking for ideas that are tailored to your own personal style on how to scale and grow your own impact and income as a mental health provider, we hope you might check out our free online assessment. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com. That is stp.psychmaven.com. P-S-Y-C-H-M-A-V-E-N.com. Have fun with it.
Welcome to the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is your host, James Marland. This is the show where we encourage you to take small steps of growth every day that lead to big results. Today, I have a special guest, Rocky Lalvani. Hello, Rocky. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on, James. Excited to be here. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to talk about one of my favorite things, financials and profit first. So uh, uh, how I met Rocky is we were in a, a group from the practice of the practice, and it was the Level Up Conference that's coming up in March of 2023, and it's uh, March 20th. And um, we recognized that we were in the same the same state. And so I got to talk to him and I found out that he he does some financial consulting and I thought it would be great to have him on the show. Just as a quick introduction, Rocky serves as the chief profitability advisor for business owners. He teaches them how to ensure that they get paid and make a profit and make a profit a priority, making a profit a priority. That sounds like a good thing when you're running a business. He's a certified profit first professional. He implements Mike McCallowitz's profit first system. Uh, he wants to change the accounting formula from sales minus expenses equal profit to sales minus profit equals expenses. The, uh, this ensures profit comes first. P.S. It's not about the money at all costs. People come before money. So, Rocky, that was your uh, introduction. Sounds very interesting. Uh, tell me, tell me how you got into this, or a little bit about yourself. So it's a long story on how I got into this. Quite a bit of a journey. You know, and honestly, you know, the funny thing is it's it's the intersection of psychology and money is really what it comes down to. And being able to look at both of them together. And I think for your audience, they probably would very much understand that because all the people they deal with, one of the biggest probably underlying issues is financial, right? Mm -hmm. When you've got financial stress at home or in your business, it goes across to every other part of your life and expresses itself in a variety of different ways. And there's actually, I mean, if you look at it psychologically, we're all running scripts and, and have certain mindsets and we have those about money as well. It's just that Money's a taboo subject, so we're not allowed to talk about it or we don't address it. And it's only, I think, recently that the intersection of money and psychology has really come together to help people. So that was my original foray into it. And I was more on the personal finance side when I found out business owners weren't looking at their P&Ls. I'm like, how do you run a business and not look at your numbers? Like, this is the target audience for me. I can help these people and create a good business out of it. So partnered with Mike Michalowicz, the Profit First team, a bunch of other systems, brought them all together to just help people to get rid of the financial burdens. It, it sounds like you, you, you were talking about psychology and money. Like there's a way people think about money that might need to be readdressed, right? Is that Correct. And honestly, it's just asking them the questions. I mean, I, I don't know as much about your profession and how you deal with patients, but I, I'm guessing you probably ask a lot of questions about childhood and parents, don't you? Mm -hmm. Well, but, I, I, I'm not a therapist. Did you know? 
Yeah, okay. I've worked all in administration and admitting people. So I listen to the problems, but don't always solve them. I get them. I'm like a connector. I connect people to solutions. Sort of okay. like a little bit what you're doing, but I, I worked 18 years in mental health. So I asked a ton of questions and a lot of it did have to do about, you know, some of their experiences growing up. So I get you. It, well, because every time I read a psychology book, it's always the same thing in the back of my mind. This isn't a psychology book. This is a parenting book. You caused all these problems. <laughs> and as I look at that, it's it's the same thing. Do you ask them questions about money and how they grew up learning about money? Because whatever their money behaviors are, they're, they're still running in life, right? Those scripts are still going on yeah. in the background. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons business owners struggle is math is hard. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like numbers. I can't understand accounting. You start saying that and you're going to struggle. And you're going to believe it. <laughs> and you're going to believe it. Yeah. I yeah. can't do this. It's too hard. I got mm -hmm. into the business to help people not know my numbers or something like that. And, and we, we're not supposed to be profitable in this kind of business, helping people, right? A lot of taboo around that. That, that sounds like a devastating internal belief for running a business, doesn't it? It is. Yeah, the guilt and shame of being profitable and actually being good at what you do and charging money. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into that. That is a great introduction. Um, thank you for that. Before we get into our main topic of talking about profit first, uh, let's go into our uh, segment on the tip of the week. I'll go first, Rocky. My tip is just networking. Like, don't be afraid to network. That's that's how I got to met Rocky. <laughs> you know, that's how I got to have this interview and just learn learn about uh, a subject that I'm I'm passionate about, but probably not good at either. You know, so I get to have an expert and talk to them about their ideas. And you know, whether your your networking is a local, um, you know, a local affiliation for a therapist or a local business owner or going out and doing speaking events, just network, like get out there and network. It's gonna, it's gonna expand your world. And, um, it does a lot of great things for me, just learning and uh, growing the business. So my, my tip of the week is networking. How about yours? So I like to share a favorite book of mine. Awesome. It, I love it books. is called the road less stupid by Keith Cunningham. What? And, and the tagline is avoiding the dumb mistakes that sabotage growth, profits, and business success. The road less stupid? The road less stupid. That's an awesome title. So tell us about yeah. that. Hi, you know, it, it comes down to thinking about your business. Literally, every chapter is very short. It's on a particular subject, and it always ends with the same last sentence. Now go think. We are told to work on our business instead of in our business. And he literally, he gives you somewhere between seven and 800 questions to ask mm. yourself about your business and how you do things so you can think about your business and make better choices instead of, you know, making silly choices. And some of the things are, 
are, are probably not what you'd expect, but it's what is the culture we have now in our business? Mm-hmm. You create a culture, it will be created for you. So mm-hmm. do you, are you aware of your culture? Is, are you happy with your culture? What do you want to change about your culture? Well, all of those types of things. And that's just, that's one chapter and one sample question. There's hundreds of them to read from. So it really helps you work on your business. That's amazing because I was talking so, with some other uh, business owners and we, we work, 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 and don't think, 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 think about what we're doing. We just do it and do it. And, you know, over time, you, you, you get out of whack or, or you forget you have these goals, but if you're just busy doing things, you're not working on your goals. Just stop and think. What a great, <laughs> the road less stupid by Keith. Cunningham. I'm going to put that in the show notes for sure. Take a look on it on Amazon after this, because that sounds like an amazing book to read to, to help our busy practice owners. Uh, so that was the segment on tools and tips. But now we're going to move into the main the main part of our discussion is about, uh, you know, profit first. And so I have some questions I want answered. <laughs> you know, being the curious person that I am. And uh, I think that'll lead to uh, what you do and what you're doing. So uh, we started talking about this a little bit, but when it comes to finances, what's the big problem facing uh, private practice owners today? So at the end of the day, and I've noticed this, and it comes back to what we talked about, it, it's, you don't have pricing power necessarily. Because mm-hmm. if if you're stuck accepting what the insurance company pays, mm-hmm. then you're limited in your ability to charge what you're truly worth. Now, if that's the case, you have to be very, very careful on what your spending looks like. Because when you have, you know, you don't have pricing power, you've got to run a lean business. And I think that's where the struggle comes in. So how much are you paying your therapists? What percentage are they taking or are they hourly? If they're hourly, are they productive? Mm. When I look at the books for most therapists, we either find that they have very low margin to begin with. In other words, they're sharing a large part of the revenue with therapists or B, their therapists aren't necessarily as productive as they need to be. And then the second thing is, what does overhead look like? And what do your overhead costs look like? And are they reasonable? Can we actually run a profitable and cash flowing business? I'm sure you've seen books where you add all that stuff up and they're negative, right? They're in, they can be negative. Yes. They're in the minus. Yeah. I, uh, I was talking with a friend who's, who had contractors and she turned them into W-2s but didn't think, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but didn't think through the the change and gave them the same rate that she was giving them as uh, contractors as W-2s, which basically meant she gave the, uh, you're shaking your head for the audio listeners, she gave them a massive raise because of taxes and other things that now she's responsible for. And she didn't realize that until after the fact, like, hey, I'm making less now. Like I ha- I added more people, but now I'm making less uh, because of that decision. Um, and that's just one 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 decision there. 
um, when you look at your expenses. So what do you mean by, you said run a lean business. What does that mean to you? Well, so let's look at what your major overhead costs are. In, in a therapist, you know, I'm thinking you have to have some sort of an office, okay. right, to meet people. How expensive is rent or do you own the building? And so I think that's one of the major costs. The mm -hmm. second thing is what are your software and billing costs? Mm -hmm. Because software gets very expensive very quickly. Um, and then the other thing is how quickly do the insurance companies pay you? The turnaround. The turnaround. And, and are, are there lost um, claims in there that aren't getting paid? How do you process those? And so what's the office staff look like? How much overhead do you have there? And you add all that stuff up and it gets expensive. Sometimes you have to grow unfortunately, to get profitable and, and you, mm -hmm. you should, all of that stuff can be mapped out ahead of time. You can have a pretty good idea of what that's going to look like, map it out. And at least on the back of a napkin, and we're not talking fancy math here, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. second and third grade math just to say, does this make sense? Yeah. And so based on the answers we see, we make better choices. So it might be shifting to a different building. It might be letting go of insurance companies that do not pay well or take forever to pay. Or maybe it's, you know, reorganizing how you pay your people. Or they deny a bunch of claims, which means you have to uh, hire people or hire a billing company to process those claims. Now you're losing a percentage on every claim. Like I knew one guy uh, when he when he called us when I worked at the virtual assistant company, he called us and said, yeah, when I when a claim doesn't get paid, I don't know what to do. So I just work harder. <laughs> I just see more people. And uh, that's how he he made up some of his shortfall. Um, and you 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 talk you mentioned something um that I don't think some people it's economy of scale. So if you can do something well and you can make money on it, the more you do it, the more money you make, but there is a there's a a break-even point that you have to go through. And so when you were talking about growth, you know, sometimes you have your system and your process and your overhead, but now you need, you got to hire four more people to become profitable, which is hiring's tough. Like, it, I feel like hiring's gotten a little harder the last two or three years. I don't know if you've <laughs> experienced that, but. So firm, I, I deal with a variety of different businesses. Two main problems that we've dealt with over the last couple of years, number one is trying to get workers, employees, mm -hmm. and number two is supply chain slash inflation issues. Mm -hmm. um, in this business, you probably don't have as much of a supply chain issue, but in, in a lot of businesses, that, that is a major, major problem. So in this yeah. area, I think employees would be your number one struggle. Okay. So you, you talked about, um, we, we've talked about numbers and I, I hear this phrase thrown out a lot, like know your numbers. When I say know your numbers, what does that mean to you? So for us, we look at the entire business as a math equation. And so it's understanding the entire business and the numbers of the entire business. 
And so we start with the basics. Like we start with leads. How many leads do you have coming in the door? How much do you have people, you know, you know, how many times is your phone ringing with a referral? Mm -hmm. And then of the people who call you, how many of those convert to clients? And then once they convert to clients, right, what percentage of them, what's the average amount they pay you? How many times do they see you? And you can start to figure out what your revenue is going to be just by looking at those particular numbers. Mm -hmm. And then that tells us what our, our revenue is. Then we start looking at costs. What's my overhead? What's my cost of service? In this case, if, if your therapists are contractors or if they're employees, what's all my costs going against it? And then my overhead. And then that lets us know what our profit is. And then from the profit is your pay, maybe, depending on how you're paid. Um, could be capital equipment or capital purchases into your business, loans in or out of the business. Um, so all of that kind of comes together. And in understanding what they all are, how they fit together as an equation, where the bottleneck is and where you can make changes. So let's just say the phone's ringing all the time and you have plenty of referrals, but we're not mm -hmm. turning them into clients. So we know that there's a problem in that part of the business. That That's the bottleneck you were talking about. That's yeah, the, that's a bottleneck. Okay. Correct. And so maybe that's something we need to fix. Or maybe even though you've got great revenue coming in, your overhead and costs are so high, there's nothing left. So we have to figure out how to lean down our business in a case like that. It's a matter of where do we focus to get the results we want. Now, if the phone's not ringing and you've got, therapists all waiting to help clients, then we know we have a sales problem. Mm -hmm. Great. I, like thinking, thinking about it that way, uh, somebody who doesn't exactly know like how all things fit together would struggle mightily. Like, oh, I know I have, I have this great therapist team, but I'm not making any money. Just knowing, knowing that it's a formula and there's a process uh, is, is uh you can diagnose things. It just seems like you can look at something and look at the story the numbers tell and make some key decisions for improvement. Is that is it is it harder than that? Is it that's no, but you know what? That's a skill. Like to me, yeah. Yeah. when I look at a spreadsheet or a tax return, yes. yes, it tells me a story. Yeah. I can see that story. Yeah. Right. Just the way a therapist who looks at their patient probably sees mm -hmm. a story mm -hmm. and can understand that story and knows, oh, this is this story. And it they all blend together. Right. You get mm -hmm. you know what's going on mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. I just happen to see money stories in, in numbers. That's all. Not everyone sees that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Y you have to look at yourself and say, what are my skill sets? What am I great at? And if it's not something you're great at, either you're going to have to figure it out and learn it or put somebody on your team to help you mm -hmm. with it. But you can't ignore things. It's like a you can have a wonderful Porsche, but if yeah. the, the tire's flat, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, if there's no gas in the gas tank, you're not going anywhere. And, and that sometimes takes a mechanic to figure out. Sometimes we can just look at it and go, oh, we got a flat tire. We know what the problem is. 
You may not know how to fix What's that it. thumping noise? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> Oh, but I love the question. way you said that, though. Yeah. Money story. Like, you see the stories, the money, the monies uh, tell you, and that comes from doing it. Like, I you, I had somebody come over the other night and, and look at my tax documents, and he's like, oh, you got to use this form and do that. You can deduct this and do that. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I mean, you're saying, you're saying words, but, like... You know, I, I know what some of this is, but I just don't know the story. And he knew what to do, how to do it. It's, you know, it's going to save me 10 hours of time or more. And like, you know, gray hairs. <laughs> my wife, my wife says I get angry when I do taxes, mm. you know, because it's frustrating. Uh, so finding the expert that can help you, you know, tell the story. Yeah, it is. It's a great, it's a great skill and a needed skill because. I don't, you know, I, I have an MBA, but I'm not the best at account. Like, that is not me. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're, you, in your, you can take this question wherever you want it to go, but in your, in your intro, you had a, like a formula, right? Sales minus expense equals profit uh, or profit equals ex whatever. Sales minus profit equals expense. You you had this formula, and and there were three terms there: profit, sales, and expenses. Can you just explain that a little more? And like, what 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 was the 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 change that you're trying to us to get to do there? So accountants are going to tell you that the formula for profit is sales minus profit. Because sales minus expenses equals profit. Sales minus means, expenses. Yeah. Okay. Profits a leftover. For many business owners, it's not until they do their taxes <laughs> that they know if they're profitable. Yeah. And so it's way late in the game. The year's over. It's three months past the end of the year, and you don't even know what happened in your business. Mm. And if mm. you are profitable, you owe taxes. And if you don't have the money, you're in trouble. Right? So the book comes from Mike Michalowicz, and Mike said, they gave us the wrong formula. We're mm -hmm. supposed to be profitable. So why don't we do sales minus profit equals expenses? And what this does is it constrains your expenses now. It tells you, hey, I need to keep my expenses in line to this amount if I want to have this profit margin. And so we know right from the beginning, if I get a dollar of revenue in I've got 10% profit. Well, my 10 cents goes to profit. Now I've got to figure out how to run everything else on 90 cents and how to maintain my business on that. And that's basically what it is. It's just a mindset shift in how you think about expenses in your business. Because too often we're told you got to spend money to make money. And I think that is a misnomer. You don't necessarily need to spend money to make money. We tell people you don't need more resources. You need to be more resourceful. The problem is when we're busy and we don't have time to think, we throw money at every problem. Yes. Yes. I relate to that. <laughs> Go ahead and expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, when and you that's to do yeah. you throw money at it. You throw money at it instead of figuring out how to do it. We throw money at it, and then we wonder at the end of the year why we don't have money. 
And so mm. profit first is nothing more than a constraint. Like if you want to go on a diet, the first thing they tell you is get a smaller plate. Mm -hmm. You'll put less food on it. Mm. Like it's the same thing. If we want to spend less money, let's give ourselves a smaller amount of money to spend. And we learn to do it. Because I'll tell you something. You might be bringing in $100,000. You might be bringing in 200000 And you might be bringing half a million this year. And I bet you all three of those business owners are saying the same thing. I don't have enough money, right? Well, wait a minute. How is it that the guy at $500,000 doesn't have enough money? The guy at 100000 is, oh, if I only had $500,000, I'd have enough money. And they get yeah. there and they go, I still, because they, they waste all their money. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to to think about it. And it also like flips the problem on its head. Cause we're always like, if I could, if I only was as big as this guy, if I could only do this, if I only made this much money, then I'd be able to relax. Then I, th this also sounds like a recipe for disaster too, for burnout. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm going to go on a diet after I lose 20 pounds? Right. No. I'm going to go to the gym yeah. after I lose 20 pounds. It doesn't yeah. work that way. No, you have to go on the diet and go to the gym first. Then you'll lose 20 pounds. And that it's that simple. Mm. It sounds like it's a, a, a mind. You talked about it as a mindset change. What have you seen this do for business owners when they embrace like the, the flip around where profit first, then minus ex minus ex no minus profit. What is the formula again? Sales minus profit equals expenses. Okay. Sales minus profit equals expenses. So yes, take your profit first out of your sales. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It makes sense. So it, what, what have you seen this do for business owners who follow this? Three things happen. Number one, they start to be profitable. Right? Number two, they actually pay themselves. And mm -hmm. they know how to pay themselves and they feel comfortable paying themselves. Number three, now that they're profitable, they, they set aside money to pay for taxes. So if you do this well, what we have found with our clients, clients who, who follow the system, do the work, make the changes, about 18 months into it, they start to say things like, I've never had so much cash in my business. What am I supposed to do with this? Right? <laughs> they they yeah. see a lot less anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. They don't worry. Right. Because, you know, you're going to get in trouble like the business cycle goes up and down. Some insurance company doesn't pay you for 90 days instead of 60. You run into cash flow crunches. This is everyday life of business. It's a roller coaster ride. And when you have excess cash, you get to scream, we, and, you know, <laughs> OK, it sucked, but I got the cash to handle it and get mm -hmm. through it and live for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it builds up. Uh, there's some reserve there too, right? I think it helps you build a reserve. It it helps you build a reserve. It also helps you fire bad clients. Mm -hmm. Because now that you have excess cash, you're like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it gives you more of the ability to do a lot. So um, why why do we get it wrong then? Like why, you know, if this is so much better... Why, why do we always do the other way around where, you know, profit is just the leftover? So this whole formula 
your tax returns, your accounting system is not for your success in running a business. Okay. The whole reason for these systems are driven by two different groups of people. One, the government wants its taxes, right? So they want to know how to come up with a number to base how much you're going to pay them. And this is what they do. The second thing is Wall Street and bankers want to have a, a system that tells them how to kind of look at you and, mm-hmm. and how to do that. None of these were designed for you and mine. Mm. They're all designed for somebody else. And that's the problem is it's for their needs, not for your needs. So let's, let's, I'm going to tell you the truth about, you know, behind the scenes with the, your tax person, your tax person, their goal is that you don't pay taxes because when you don't pay taxes, you think they're great. What they don't tell you is you didn't pay taxes because you weren't profitable, right? They don't want you to be profitable. They'll call you up in December. Hey, James, uh, you got a lot of profit this year. We have to pay a lot of taxes. And I know you're going to yell at me. So why don't you go get that truck you wanted? We can mm-hmm. write it off. James like, oh, I could buy a truck. Runs out, buys a truck. What happened to all his cash? It went to the dealership. Or he took a loan, right? And and then April comes and it's like, congratulations, James, you didn't have to pay taxes. And then May 1st comes and James like, how am I supposed to pay for that truck payment? I don't have any money left. What happened to it all? You spent it. And so they have their own reasons for doing what they do because no one's calling up their accountant and saying, Thank you for letting me pay 100000 in taxes this year. I'm so proud of you for letting me be that mm-hmm. profitable that I have a $100,000 tax bill. We've got it wrong. Well, it's not, as you said, it's not designed for us. Like no. that system is designed for other people. And you're, you're saying this system is designed for the business owner. Gives them profit, gives them more security, gives them a cushion. You know, and all the other, I'm sure there's more, but all those things, a system designed for the business owner. Uh, so, so, uh, of course you, you have some services, right? So what, what do they do? Like, how could this help? Like if you're, if somebody's like being like, oh, this makes some sense. Uh, what, what, what does your service do to help people along, you know, and embrace this? So I just want to tell a quick story here. If you're a large corporation, right, you have a lot of different things that you have to look at. It's like flying a 747. You go in the cockpit of 747, there's a million gauges and dials. It takes a lot of time to get to the point to be able to do that. Most small businesses, they're like a Cessna, right? You got a simple dashboard with a handful of gauges. We've today talked about one gauge, the fuel tank. Do we have enough gas to get where we need to go? Do we have enough cash? That's what cash is. It's fuel for your business. However, there are other dials in your business. So let's say, you know, we decide, go out for a nice joyride, look at the farms of Lancaster. We're flying around at 6,000 feet. I look at my thing. I'm at 6,000 feet. Life is good, right? And I go, I got, I got a bunch of gas in the tank. Life is good. All of a sudden, a storm comes in. 
right? Now we're not even sure where we're going because we're in the clouds. If we don't know how to read the gauges and interpret them, the next thing you know, you're flying into the, the, the Appalachian Mountains, which are at 7,000 feet. And, and now you're, they're not really that high, but you get yeah, the point. Yeah. <laughs> even though you think you're doing well, you're now going to crash into the side of a mountain because mm -hmm. you don't know what direction you're going. You don't know how high you really need to be. And even though you had enough cash, you still struggled. Enron had hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. in cash in the bank when they went bankrupt mm -hmm. and belly up. So I think you have to understand all the dials. Our, what we do is we help people understand the dials. We figure out the dials for your specific aircraft, your business mm -hmm. that are designed for what you need in your business and help you to then make better decisions in your business and take the next step. Awesome. Uh, what, that's all the questions I had about the business. So you're going to have to like carry it a little bit about what do you do? Like what, what? I love the yeah. example of the airplane because this financial thing can be overwhelming to people, but your story mm -hmm. kind of like said, know your dials. And I'm sure that's what you either do or teach people to do. So yeah. We, we offer two services. So okay. one is it done for you, right? You, mm -hmm. you, you don't have to worry about flying the plane. You just show up. <laughs> we tell you what to do. <laughs> you go about running your business, right? Okay. The second is we teach you how to fly your plane, so mm -hmm. to speak. We teach you mm -hmm. how to run your business. We show you what the dials are. It comes with different levels of service. You can do it all on your own. You can do it with us sitting in the seat next to you, helping you and guiding you through the process. Or, you know, for some people, they want the one-on-one. -on -one. They don't want to learn. They just want us okay. to do it, and that's fine. So wherever you are on your business journey, we have something for you mm -hmm. to help you get to where you need to be. Cool. Uh, great, great illustration. Um, I, I do like the three levels of service, just meeting people where they're at. Um, before we uh, get to our one thing we want people to know from the episode, what um, is there anything else you wanted to say about Profit First or um, your your services or just anything we've talked about? Yeah, so Profit First is not an accounting system. It's literally a cash management system that's very easy for entrepreneurs to use. You don't have to look at your accounting software. Most business owners look at their bank balances. It's, uh -huh. it's driven from you looking at your bank balances. We actually set up five different bank accounts, each with a purpose. And all you have to do is look at your bank accounts and see how much revenue came in, how much you have to spend, how much you have for profit, how much you have to pay for yourself. And we keep the, the money in there for taxes as well. So when the accountant calls and says, you've got a big tax bill, you just stroke a check. Mm. And as much as you don't like it, you face the accountant and you don't worry about it. And, and life is good. Oh, it's better than the alternative of scrambling. Yes. That tax bill done. Just having Correct. that system in place and living within your constraints. I think that's probably one of the bigger things you'd have to teach people and and know you know what is your what's the story your numbers are telling you guess what it's telling you 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 can't do x y and z or 
you have to do this. Correct. And I think most people spend their profits. They spend their paycheck and wonder why they're not getting paid. Mm -hmm. And then they spend their tax money and scramble at tax time. And this this makes it a lot easier to handle all those situations and be ready for it. And, and that's basically what it, it, it it's a basic, simple to use system that anybody can do. Mm -hmm. And you only have to spend a, a few minutes every month mm -hmm. and it'll at least keep you moving the right direction. Cool. All right. So um, let's go to the the one thing we want people to remember from the episode. I'm going to I'm going to go first. So my one thing is I, I just love the illustration about how stories tell numbers, you know, and how experts can read those stories quicker and, and they just have the the background to be able to interpret those things quicker. Like I go to a mechanic when my car sounds weird. You know, I can't I don't know what's going on. Uh, I go to a, a lawyer when I don't know about law things like accountants in like services like this, they can look at your, they can look at your numbers. Rocky can look at your numbers and tell you what, what story is being given. So, uh, uh, I see money stories and numbers might be the title of the episode. I'm not sure yet, but, uh, that, that was the one thing I want people to remember. How about you, Rocky? So. At the end of the day, the, the biggest issue that we've seen with this system is people don't take action and implement. Mm. And so we're going to give you one simple action step that you can do. I just want you to open up one bank account. I want you to label it profit. And every month, I just want you to take 1% of your sales, a dollar mm. out of 100. You won't miss it and put it mm. in that separate account once a month. Figure out what your sales are, multiply it by 1%, pull the money aside, put it in the separate account, and give it a few months and tell me what you think. Cool. That's simple. I love simple. <laughs> uh, so that's great. All right. Uh, so, Rocky, where can people find you? Online or uh, your webpage? So I teach everything that we do for clients. We do it on the Profit Answer Man podcast. You can listen in there to, to learn how to do more of this. If it's at all interesting to you, our website is profitcomesfirst.com. You can find our information there as well. Awesome. Very, very great. All right. Uh, well, Rocky, thanks, thanks for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. And I think your, your stories and your illustrations uh, just made things clear for me. Uh, thank, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, James. So this is James Marlin from the Scale Scaling Therapy Practice. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, the audience, you are why we are here. If you have any questions uh, about this episode, you can email me. I'll put the links in the show notes for all the books. Uh, have a good evening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. I do hope that you check out the links in the show notes there this week, um, the, the March 20th, there's the level up event with the practice of the practice. And I'll be speaking about hiring um, virtual assistant and the behavior you need to see questions to ask and how to distinguish between bad, good, and great candidates. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. 
So check that out. Check the links in the show notes. Also check out Rocky's items, profitcomesfirst.com, and also the profitanswerman.lipson.com is his podcast. It has over 100 episodes, so he definitely has been doing this a while and knows what he's talking about. As always, the opinions expressed in the show are that of the host and their guests. It's not intended for tax or legal advice. You need a professional in those areas. Please hire a professional in those areas. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to the show. I do hope you are getting some entertainment and enjoyment out of it. And I hope you come back next time. Please like and review the show. The Scaling Therapy Practice is part of the SciCraft Network. Have a good evening. Why I say have a good evening, I don't know. 